0: Only DNVR Two goes out to Zach May S at the bar Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Not supposed to wait for well. Bring on the chase. Out on the field at mile high, Bronco's win is our desire. Couple with Breck, break, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR.
1: Holy cow, emergency podcast coming your way. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. We're also going to have Ryan joining us as well, guys. And boy, we have a double pod the day before the draft, Mace, because the Broncos just made a big-time move, of course, trading for Teddy Bridgewater, trading a sixth-round pick for Teddy.
2: Mace, what was your instant reaction when you saw the news? Instant reaction is you've transformed the quarterback room and you've given yourself options and uh, you've backstopped yourself going in the draft. Now you you can see how the board falls. I can say this just from kind of the buzz and things that I've gathered. This does not take quarterback off the table for the Broncos. Adam Schefter has reported that as well. It takes a little bit of the urgency off of it but it doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't go quarterback. I would say if anything, Zach, this, if Matt, if, if, Ze- if, if, a uh, part me, Trey Lance, I was going to go through all the names. If Trey Lance is not the pick for the 49ers at three, Teddy Bridgewater coming in means that Trey Lance, who you would have to sit probably for a year would make a heck of a lot of sense because Bridgewater, you know, can be your starter for a full year. And he's average. I mean, I I pointed out my story a few weeks ago. His performance last year was league average. And average is better than what you've gotten from the quarterback position in recent years for the Broncos.
1: I think people are really on the ledge right now, ready yeah. to to jump in excitement with what happens tomorrow or ready to jump off in disappointment with what this trade means. But really quick, before we break it down any further, we got a lot of you guys tuning in and we really, really appreciate it. But any of you not watching on YouTube, would you jump over to our YouTube page because you'll get a better stream and it supports us more. Once you're there, please give us a like subscribe and turn on the alerts. And then also everyone in the YouTube uh Uh, comment section we'll be able to see each other and interact so if you're on periscope or twitter why don't you hop over to youtube we would really appreciate that and mace right now what we're seeing with this Teddy Bridgewater is that it doesn't take the Broncos off the board for a quarterback, but one thing I think it does is I think it eliminates a trade-up for the Broncos here, and we got Ryan joining us right now. Ryan, we're just breaking down our initial thoughts on this trade. Uh, Really quick, I'll just wrap up, but I think it takes the Broncos out of a trade-up for a quarterback in the first round. I don't think it takes them out of the quarterback conversation, but I do think it opens up to how many quarterback they would be open to drafting. Now I think they're open to drafting any of the other three quarterbacks, Trey Lance, because now you have Teddy here who can absolutely start Mac Jones, because Teddy, he's not a a run first quarterback. He's a pocket guy. Mac can learn from that. Uh, Or even just Teddy could be a good backup for, for Mac if he starts week one. And then also Justin Fields. So I think it actually opens the door to the Broncos drafting all three of those quarterbacks. Ryan, when you first saw the news, What was your first reaction?
3: (laughs) Uh, My first reaction is, oh, God, everyone's going to freak out. (laughs) And I'm I'm here to say, like, everyone calm down. Everyone relax. It's all okay. It's all going to be okay. Uh, This is the way I look at it. Well, first of all, I tweeted this out, but this is my main reaction. Strip away all of your feelings about the Broncos quarterbacks and Case Keenum and Joe Flacco and all this and that and the other thing this is a good move. It was a good move. You got a solid quarterback who can maybe start for you if you need need to, is a very strong backup for a low cost. And here is my big, big takeaway. An hour ago, when we were on this podcast or however long ago that was, hmm. um, we that were living in a world where the board could have fallen a certain way, where the Broncos quarterback room going into the season was drew Locke, jeff driscoll brett Rippin. now we all thought they were going to make a move for a guy like teddy bridgewater if that was the case depending on how the board fell so the quarterback room just got upgraded the broncos traded a sixth round pick and they're going to pay three million dollars this year for that i mean just if you if you rip away all the other stuff that's a good move. And that's my reaction to this. And like you said, Zach, there for a second, you know, this doesn't preclude the Broncos from taking a quarterback tomorrow. What it does is it, it stops them from feeling like they need to get desperate, in my opinion.
1: And I, I agree with that. And something else that's interesting about this, guys, is like you said, Ryan, it's only going to cost the Broncos $3 million in the sixth-round pick. There is no investment. There is no long-term investment in Teddy Bridgewater right here, which to me says... There's no, the Broncos don't have a long term investment at quarterback, and you're unless you have Tom Brady guys, that's not a good plan to have. So that's why, to me, when you take a step back, you say exactly that, Ryan. The Broncos upgraded the quarterback room, which is very important, even if he's a backup. Uh, We know the Broncos had to upgrade their backup spot. Jeff Driscoll was not the answer, and there hadn't been a move at quarterback this entire offseason, so they did something. It was cheap in what they had to give up. It was cheap in what they're having to pay him this year. And they eliminated the 2022 salary. So there's no big investment there. But it also tells me, unless you have Tom Brady, guys, you want a big investment in your quarterback plans for the future. And right now, the Broncos don't have that. So that's why it just sets up really well for a quarterback to be drafted tomorrow night. And I think a lot of people are going to be very disappointed if this is the only move that's made uh, for the quarterback in the next 30 hours for the Broncos. But if this is the first move, and you also get a quarterback in the first round tomorrow, guys, then this is just a fantastic move because it sets you up so well in the most important position of sports.
3: I think this really sets up the opportunity for pure chaos at the quarterback position. And what I mean by that is, Uh like I said, an hour ago, we were living in a world where there's a chance it could be drew as a starting quarterback uh, who knew what backup was. But now I think we could live in a world where the entire quarterback room is completely flipped by a new GM where George Dayton comes in. He trades for Teddy Bridgewater. He, drafts Justin Fields and maybe then another quarterback late in the draft and there's no Drew Locke there's no Jeff Driscoll there's no Brett Rippon I don't know if that's a likelihood but it totally to me just came into the realm of possibility where the whole entire quarterback room could be entirely different by Sunday night
2: Uh, yeah and that's definitely possible I mean uh, one thing that I think you just maybe step back and say is you know We know what George Payton has said. We know what the coaches said uh, uh, last year. But what if all part, what if the coaches and George Payton believe that maybe we just like other possibilities better than Drew Locke? And certainly when you get to the conversation tomorrow, if quarterback is in play, if you're talking about Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields, the conversation that has to happen is all right, which one of these guys is better? two years from now. And if the answer to that question, is it drew lock or is it Justin Fields drew lock or Trey Lance drew lock or Mac Jones? And if the answer to those questions with the quarterbacks available is not drew lock, you go draft a a quarterback and then truly Bridgewater does become the bridge to the next generation. Absolutely. We got a
3: ton of people tuned in right now, which is so dope. If you're watching, hit us with a thumbs up. Uh, if you're enjoying this, even if you don't agree with our takes, maybe you want to subscribe to the channel. Uh, but we would appreciate the thumbs up. There you go. Just like that. Thumbs up, <laughs> subscribe, alert. Sorry, I just had to get that plug in there while we had like, you know, 500 live viewers. Um, but, I, you know, this is exciting for me because I, you know, I think out of the three of us, I'm the biggest Trey Lance guy. Uh, And I think this does bring Trey Lance back into the fold as a potential option for the Broncos right now. Um, Now I have been saying that I don't think Trey Lance needs to wait, but I think I'm in the minority there. Uh, And Trey Lance, Teddy Bridgewater, that's a great combination. And like I said, I think if they go first round quarterback tomorrow, they probably do end up trading drew lock. Now that they have Teddy Bridgewater in the fold, but like, Everyone who's freaking out right now, and, and to be fair, I don't, I still don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. Um, they might not draft a quarterback, and your all of your feelings right now will still be valid. But I feel like everyone who's freaking out right now will be doing backflips tomorrow if the Broncos do draft Trey Lance or Justin Fields. And all of a sudden, they went from a Drew Locke-Jeff Driscoll 1-2 to a Teddy Bridgewater-Justin Fields 1-2 in 24 hours. Like, that is a massive upgrade. And it's an upgrade now. And it would be a big upgrade then. So, again, I think everyone just needs to – no one's going to listen to this, but – take this as one piece of the puzzle, see what happens tomorrow and then develop your reaction to
1: it. And I really hope that George Payton is taking this as one piece of the puzzle because guys, there's no question that last year, Teddy Bridgewater was an upgrade to drew lock. Teddy had 15 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 90 passer rating, 92 passer rating, 64 QBR drew 48 QBR, uh, a 76 passer rating. I believe 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. So, so right now you just upgrade your starting quarterback. But did you upgrade where your starting quarterback ranks in the rest of your division? No, you didn't. Your starting quarterback, regardless if it's Drew or if it's Teddy, if those guys are the same players that they were last year and Drew doesn't take a huge jump, you still have the fourth best quarterback, which is the worst quarterback in the division. But if you just really upgraded your backup and now you have the best backup in the division, uh or you know, a, a great bridge. And your quarterback in Teddy, then you're feeling great about this, guys. And so I think I think this this obviously opens the possibilities of the Broncos not drafting a quarterback at nine tomorrow. But I think it really also opens the door for that. And we just did three mock drafts on the podcast we did a couple of hours ago, and we only had one scenario in which there wasn't a top five quarterback falling at nine, and it really seemed like a wacky scenario. Now, we weren't doing trades, so maybe with some trades, it gets a little less wacky in order for a quarterback not to fall to nine. But in two of our three, you had Justin Fields right there at number nine. Now, we're seeing some reports today that the Patriots are really falling in love, and it seems like they're falling in love with Justin Fields. Well, let's say Mac is three, the Patriots jump up to four or six, and then the Patriots grab Justin Fields. Trey Lance right yeah. there at number nine for you. So I really still think there's a great possibility that one of these three quarterbacks, and I think the Broncos would like them all. And I think Trey Lance just went up that board from what I said earlier, because now you have a Bridgewater to, to bridge the gap if you need. I think the Broncos would be interested in any three of all, all three of them.
2: I would say this though. I don't think the Dolphins are going to are going to trade with the Patriots. If the Patriots are moving up to get Justin Fields, I don't. I think uh, Miami politely says thanks, but no thanks. And truth be told, that's where maybe Miami takes a call from Denver to make sure that Justin Fields doesn't go within the AFC East, and that's where. Chris Greer and George Payton maybe make a deal that it might not be uh, as audacious in terms of what the Dolphins could get in, in return as they would get from the Patriots, but it keeps fields out of the AFC East. And also Chris Greer and George Payton might make a deal that allows Payton to have the same net number of picks as well. I mean, could be a deal that looks like uh, Denver's one in nine and nine and 40 picks for say pick six and 71 or pick six and a fourth rounder. And we know how George Payton likes his mid to late round picks. He likes to have a, a high volume. So if you could go up and still end the day with the same, the trade with the same number of picks, it would work for George Payton.
3: Yeah. I think that there is a intense reaction right now because yes. this is the world we live in. Everyone reacts to things as they happen because that's, you know, that's what social media allows us to do. I just think we got to see what, see what, this quarterback room looks like I mean tomorrow mm-hmm. night Sunday night and then we can you know have a, a better reaction but you know here's another way I'll frame this when Drew Locke went down uh in what was that week two
2: yep week two week, week two
3: yeah week two would you have liked to have Jeff Driscoll come in the game or would you like to have Teddy Bridgewater come in the game And flip the script. Okay, let's say Teddy Bridgewater wins the starting job. If Teddy Bridgewater goes down, would you like to have Jeff Driscoll come in the game? Or would you like to have Drew Locke come in the game? Like, you know, people are tweeting at me, all these guys suck, so it doesn't matter. And it's like, I understand why you look at it that way. But it's a good thing that George Payton doesn't look at it that way. If you can upgrade a position, if you can upgrade Mm -hmm. your room then you take that opportunity and they did that. And I and I think the biggest part that you have to come away from this is as it doesn't preclude the Broncos from, uh, from drafting a quarterback tomorrow, but it does put them in a position to be a little bit more selective with what they want to do. They don't have to get desperate. And when you get desperate, you end up with Paxton Lynch.
1: Yeah, and that's not a place you want to be. But guys, there's also a chance and very realistic chance that the Broncos don't draft a quarterback, whether it's because they made this move, whether it's because a guy doesn't fall to them, whether it's because they get too good of an offer to draft one and they trade back in doing that. What would you think if this is the quarterback room going into 2021? And Ryan, I think that would make a lot of people, a lot of people's alarms go off. Like you're saying, just stay calm. But let's say this is it tomorrow night. This is it on Sunday night. How do you feel about the room? And most importantly, who's the Broncos starting quarterback week one?
3: Man, that's an interesting question. Um, You know, you do have to go back to the years in the system. This would be Drew Locke's second year in the system. That's going to give him a leg up over Teddy Bridgewater in the competition. I think you get a clean and clear competition uh, with – Honestly, I I would expect the Broncos to want Drew Locke to win the competition. Whereas we mentioned in other scenarios, if they drafted a first-round quarterback and kept Drew Locke, they're they're wanting the first-round quarterback to win the competition. I think the Broncos want Drew Locke to win this competition. But at the same time, I think it's a fair and clean and open competition uh, in in which I – think he actually pulls it out in the end. I'll say that Drew Locke is still the starting quarterback if this is the uh, the room going into training camp.
2: Okay, I actually disagree. I think Teddy wins. And the thing with Teddy, don't forget, he's worked with Pack Shermer before, even though he was working his way back from injury in 2017 when Shermer was the Vikings' offensive coordinator. And Shermer had also been on the staff the previous year in 2016 he understands the Schirmer offense. It's not going to be a very steep learning curve for him coming into this scheme. It's really a matter of getting at the timing with the receivers and also just being the guy that makes fewer mistakes than Drew Locke. And if, and, and if Bridgewater comes out there and is who he has been, which is to say an average starting quarterback, looking at what is constructed with the receivers that are in place, you just want a guy who can get the ball there. One thing that Teddy does, he has very, he has very good and consistent uh, ball placement. He throws a nice catchable ball. He can throw it into some tight, tight windows. I think Bridgewater wins the job. And I'll say this: if Bridgewater is the season-long starter, Broncos win at least ten games and they're in the playoffs. Wow. So then Mace, why should the
1: Broncos make another move at quarterback? Why, why should this just not be it? I mean, if you're paying your quarterback $3 million and it only costs you a sixth round pick and you're, you're winning 10 games, why would you use a first round pick on a guy that's going to sit behind Bridgewater and not do anything for you this year?
2: For the same, for the same reason that, uh, after going nine and seven and going to playoffs, the bills, uh, took Ty looked at Tyrod Taylor said, great, but we're going to get Josh Allen. Uh, they're, you're looking at Bridgewater and saying this. This is who he is at this point. He's obviously had the the injury derailed him, but he's eight seasons into his career. He's an average guy, and you're looking at him to, you know, to be a mentor for somebody that you, that you would bring in. He allows the franchise as a whole to get back on a higher level than it has been. Again, the Broncos haven't even had average quarterback play over the last four seasons in particular. So Bridgewater, if he plays at his career level is an upgrade on what they've had, but you know that there's a limit to, there's a limit, there's a limit to that. There's a limit to where he can go. So if you're smart, you've got the, the quarterback you've developed. Bridgewater has stabilized, has been a mentor, has helped that young guy along. And then you pass the baton. Basically you're doing what Buffalo did when they brought in Josh Allen, except With Trey Lance, say Trey Lance, for example, who I think needs a year of incubation, you've already got him in your building.
1: Yeah, and what we're talking about, Teddy Bridgewater, is we know exactly who he is. And I think that that guy is what Vic Fangio and what Pat Shermer would lean on and want to lean on come training camp. for what's a prove-it year for those guys? So that's why I think Teddy Bridgewater would win the job this year. But what we know about Teddy Bridgewater, guys, he has two, maybe even three seasons that you can point to and say, okay, this is who he is, where he started over 10 games. He's done that three times, guys. The first time, his rookie year. 14 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Okay rookie year, whatever. Second year, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Okay. That 14 number seems pretty good for touchdowns. Uh, and and not good, but like, that's kind of where he is. And then last year he started, uh, he started 15 games, 15 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That's what Teddy Bridgewater is. And last year when he was with a bad team and had 15 touchdowns, touchdowns, 11 interceptions, they went four and 11. When he was with a good team his second year in Minnesota and had 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions, they went 11 and five. So he is very much the pilot. He is not the plane, as RK would say. And if he has a great cast around him, well, then he can steer them in the right direction. If he doesn't, he's not going to get you anywhere. And to have a quarterback that lasts 10, 15 years as one in one franchise as a franchise quarterback. You can't have a guy that's just the pilot the whole time. And so that's the argument for, okay, the Broncos still have to make another move even while upgrading. You missed something on those
2: stats though. And I think the key, the key number for Teddy is completion percentage. Rookie 64.4 second year, 65.3. He doesn't play extensively again until he gets to the saints. And then 2019 67.9 last year, 69.1. This and, and that's something that matters he is a more accurate quarterback than you've had and that's I think that that's the key element of why I think if he played he'd make the Broncos better again not Super Bowl contention but he'd make him better
3: yeah one last question I have on the stats what were his numbers what was it a five game stretch in uh New Orleans? Yep. Yep, he had
1: 679 percent 67. completion. He threw for thirteen hundred yards over those five games, which is um oh wait, which is 153 yards per game. Yeah. And he had nine touchdowns to two interceptions.
3: Okay, so that's I mean, that's arguably the best five game stretch of his career. And it was arguably the best team he was on in his career, um, with the best weapons. You know, I think the Broncos' weaponry comparatively to all those teams is probably the closest to what the saints had, uh, when he was there. So again, I mean, the the, the passing yards numbers are very Mm -hmm. paltry. Um, but you love the completion
1: in in that time with the saints, it was actually 260 yards per game in those five starts.
3: So that is what you're hoping for. Like that's, that's probably the ceiling for Teddy B. And if he ends up being the starter and wins that job, that's what you're hoping for. Right. 9-2 Nine to two touchdown interception ratio is fantastic. Two hundred and sixty yards a game definitely gets the job done. Sixty-seven percent completion percentage is fantastic. Uh, so you're like you said, Zach, pilot, not the plane. But again, you got you just you got to see what this team does. Um, I think they they, I think Peyton took a, a page out of the John Elway book here, which is make moves that make you less obvious and less desperate come draft time. And I think that's exactly what this is. The Broncos maybe now don't feel like they have to try to jump up to four because they need to upgrade in the quarterback room. And some people might argue that they wish they did feel that way. Um, But a lot of times GMs want to make moves that say, okay, now we can just see how the board falls. We don't have to get jumpy uh, and reactionary to what's happening in front of us.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. And this is something that could have happened, guys, three months ago, two months ago, after the Broncos didn't uh, acquire Matthew Stafford. They did talk to the Carolina Panthers about acquiring Teddy Bridgewater. And the holdup was how much are the Broncos and how much are the Panthers going to pay Teddy Bridgewater? The The Panthers didn't want to send him off and have to pay a lot of his salary and the Broncos didn't want to acquire him for the salary that he was on. And the Broncos had an advantage because it wasn't like Jimmy Garoppolo where the, the Panthers could have cut him for only $2 million in dead cap. No, if they would have cut him, it would have cost him a lot. So what ended up happening was the closer we got to the draft, it was very, very clear, especially after acquiring Sam Darnold, that Carolina was not going to stick with Teddy Bridgewater. So that's kind of the timing for this is the Panthers said, shoot, we just have to move on from him. They end up eating seven million dollars in his guaranteed money. Broncos end up only having to pay three million dollars of that guaranteed money, uh, which is a great move for the Broncos, but that's why you're seeing the timing of right now. It's not necessarily, oh, the Broncos realize they hate all of these quarterbacks in the draft have to go make a move this is their only move this is the final move it's just the panthers were kind of up against it and getting more up against it with the draft tomorrow
3: do you think that any of the uh teams in front of the broncos would be interested in drew lock if the broncos try to trade up for a quarterback
2: i think detroit is the one even though uh, it, nothing happened with Stafford back in January, and of course uh, the 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 Rams ended and uh, the, the Lions end up getting a nice price from the Rams for Stafford, I think if you're kind of saying, okay, let's make a match here, that's the one that probably makes the most sense if you did move Luck.
1: It, it makes so much sense, and not only does it make sense because they have Jared Goff, and they don't really need a huge investment at quarterback in the first round, but they could use a developmental guy, right? And so Drew Locke on the cheap, I mean, maybe it is just a, a 9 and Drew Locke to move up to 7. I think the Broncos would also have to throw a 3rd, 4th, 5th at him, but not a huge investment from the Broncos. And then Detroit still gets a great player in the first round by moving back to 9, but now they also have their developmental quarterback if they want him. And also, guys, Detroit showed a lot of interest in wanting Drew Locke when the Broncos were talking to them. So it would make sense because it's a guy that they could want too.
3: I think so too. And maybe Atlanta, but I think it sounds like Atlanta's pretty dead set on Kyle Pitts, which good for them. Um, I kind of respect them just being like, look, we think he's the best football player in this draft. We're not moving back. We're taking him. I respect the hell out of that. Um, But I do think that... Maybe if the Broncos wanted to get get super aggressive, that would make sense. But again, I think that this move was made to not force the to force the Broncos or put the Broncos in a position where they're not forced to be uber aggressive.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. And guys, would you do you think this takes them out of trading up for a quarterback in the first round, like I do?
3: I don't. I think it takes them out of trading into the top five. Um, Yeah. And really, just to four. I think that now they sit there and they watch the board develop and they say, okay, Justin Fields is there at six. We're going for him. You know, I, I don't think it stops them from trading up. I just think, again, it, it allows them to feel like they have options and they can allow the board to come to them rather than like have to chase something.
1: Yeah. 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 And, 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 and I totally understand that. And this probably also does open up the avenue of the Broncos trading back for a non quarterback, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be the odds of that had to go up significantly, I think.
1: And yeah. where are we talking about, Mace? I mean, where where do you think they end up trading back to if it is a trade back now?
2: I think uh it'd be interesting to see a trade to 14. Of course, George Payton's old spot. Uh Minnesota has picked 14, but Minnesota has you know usually is in that asset. Account acquisition mode that George Payton is in. So uh, maybe you you are talking about uh, a little bit uh, lower than that. There are a lot of people who believe that uh, the draft in terms of first round sure talents kind of stops at pick 16. So maybe you are talking about, even if it's not for a quarterback, uh, Chicago, Washington at 19, 20, maybe Pittsburgh sitting there in the twenties gets a little bit, uh, a little bit frisky, I think, or even Miami, if the Broncos haven't traded up with Miami, Miami, the Dolphins may be moving up from 18 to nine. So there, there are some things in play here.
3: Do you think that there's the chance here that the Broncos looked at Drew Locke and the situation and they, you know, they let, let's say they do love Justin Fields and they just said, I just, it doesn't seem like a Drew Locke, Justin Fields quarterback room would be the best way to incubate a rookie quarterback. and And that had something to do with this move.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Uh, 100%. And and if that's the case, then you would think that that would actually make the chances of the Broncos moving up to six even more likely because this is a step in their plan. This is step one. Then the next step is trading up. Then the step after that is trading for Justin Fields. And guys, I, I think we all said it would kind of be uh, a little it, it's not the ideal situation. The Broncos don't have the ideal situation before this trade for Teddy Bridgewater to bring a rookie along. Because you may think that Mac Jones is the guy that is most likely or most ready to start in the NFL outside of Trevor Lawrence of these quarterbacks. But what happens if he gets in and you say, oh, okay, he's like a typical rookie. He needs four, five, six weeks. You can make that case for all of these guys then. And is Drew Locke really the guy that would make the most sense to start? No, it probably is more so of a Teddy Bridgewater.
2: Yeah, and uh sort of sort of another thing that's uh that I think kind of looms over, over this is, uh, is what kind what kind of guy is, is better in, in the room? Is it someone who uh, kind of understands his role and understands that uh, he's just being brought in to kind of, t- to, guide a younger quarterback, or is it some two younger quarterbacks battling it out? Look, I think a fields lock competition would have been a hell of a lot of fun to watch, but it's probably not the, uh, the, the wisest course of action here. And uh, so We'll see. But I I honestly, the more I think about it, I think it gives the Broncos options. But I don't think it, I don't think if you're even though Vegas might reduce the odds of Bronco, the Broncos taking a quarterback, I don't think the odds are any lower uh, that they take a quarterback in round one than they were before this day started.
3: Yeah. It's like you, you look at the potential scenarios and you say, okay, now with Teddy Bridgewater in the fold, the scenarios are mm-hmm. competition between Drew and Teddy. That makes perfect sense. That's great. You know, not great, but it, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or Teddy Bridge as the bridge for the young quarterback that you bring in. That makes perfect sense as well. The idea of Drew Locke and a rookie quarterback, now that you kind of look at through this view, doesn't make nearly as much sense as those other two scenarios that I just presented.
1: Yeah, you're 100% right. And uh, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, Andre just threw this out there. The odds for the Broncos to take a quarterback have dropped, guys. Now the first pick, the favorite to be the Broncos pick in the first round is Rashawn Slater at plus 300. Micah Parsons at 400. Justin Fields now at 600. So if you want to
2: take my pick of the week, that Justin Fields will be the pick. You just got better odds. There you go. I I would get in on this. Honestly, if you haven't put money on the quarterback before, I would get on in on in on this right now.
3: Would you sprinkle honors. both Lance and Fields?
2: I'd actually go all. I'd go all three because you got some different odds. I'd you know maybe put uh, maybe I'd put uh, one dollar on Mac Jones and two bucks on Fields, two bucks on Lance. Perhaps I'd I'd do the coward bet to make sure that I made <laughs> money regardless if, if they picked any quarterback. <laughs> I'd would, I would only lose money if they didn't pick a quarterback.
3: Fair enough. All yeah. right, well, I guess with this... Oh, and we got a uh, super chat here, so let's get... Yeah. Um, yeah, well... Okay, you can put it up. <laughs> yeah, sure. put it up. <laughs> <laughs> now, this show has become crap on lock every show. You guys act like he's a five-year vet. He showed nothing. You act like all these rookie QBs are sure hits. I really don't think we act yeah. like that. Um, I've remained pro Drew Lock this entire time. Um I, I again, I I just said that I think he would beat Teddy Bridgewater in, in a open competition. So, um I don't think I really don't think that that's the way that uh that it's been. I know that you two are definitely lower on Drew Lock than I am, um but I don't think anyone's crapping on him.
2: I don't think no, we're crapping I... on him. It's it's a for me it's a numbers argument. It's you know a top 12 quarterback is roughly 50-50 to be the long-term guy in the draft. Drew Locke, based on his 18-game form, based on his uh, – if you just take his second year and you compare that to other quarterbacks, adjust for era, he's about a 20-22% chance of being the long-term guy based on quarterbacks that were in the similar range. It's a, it's an odds play for me. I'm playing the percentages.
1: Yeah, and Drew Locke would have a chance to win this job. But, I mean, right now, guys, we're not convinced that Drew Locke is going to be here by the end of the weekend. We're not convinced that the Broncos... I'm I'm certainly not convinced that the Broncos think he's the guy. So I think you have to look at all of these other scenarios. The Broncos tried to trade for Matthew Stafford. They tried to trade for Teddy Bridgewater a couple of months ago. Now they made that trade happen, and we know that quarterback is still in play for them at 9 right now. And, guys, quarterback is the most important position in all of sports so if you're not talking about how to get a big upgrade then what 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 are you doing if you have a good team but no quarterback you're going to be the denver broncos of these past five years
3: yeah yeah i mean again um i i still think drew has a chance but who knows if the broncos feel that way i i've said it before i'll say it again i think the fair thing would be to see what drew lock can do in the second year in an offense but this is the nfl it's not fair you know teams are it's a win-now league. It's a, it's a, you know, all these guys have jobs on the line. You know, Vic Fangio's job's on the line. Pat Shermer's job's on the line. So they're not interested in what's fair. They're interested in what's the best thing that gives them the best chance to win. We'll see what they think that is when push comes to shove. I will say that if it does come down to Drew Locke, Uh, And Teddy Bridgewater, we're gonna have a hell of a lot of fun with uh, the old QB scoreboard busting out the QB scoreboard again.
1: You bet we certainly do, and man, it's it's gonna be Teddy being you know Mr. Consistent, seventy percent completion, couple touchdowns here, uh, not as many picks, and we're gonna have Drew slinging it all over the place, and it, it would be fun because these guys, you know, in terms of what what you think of them as prospects, are. Pretty pretty different, pretty completely different. you know, bit Drew likes to go big. Teddy's a conservative guy so you really have both right now.
3: Yeah, absolutely. All right. well as we finished our last live portion with our predictions for what the Broncos would do, I guess uh, with another dispatch here you get a chance to change your uh, your positions. Do either of you want to change your position?
1: I'm changing it a tiny bit. I'm going to say the Broncos stay at nine and take whatever quarterback is there. Like I said, I think this opens the possibility for certainly it being Mac Jones as well as Justin Fields. And also I think it adds to Trey Lance being their guy as well. So I'm going to say Broncos stay at nine and I'll say for
2: the sake of this, I'll say Justin Fields still. Okay. Okay. I'm still, I'm still sticking with the, uh, the double trade down Najee Harris, but uh, <laughs> Very, uh, very, very hard, very hard to read. And I, I went with that and I'm like, OK, there's really probably about a, a 10 to 15 percent chance of this happening. There's just uh, there, there's a lot in play right now. And I am I know it's kind of a cop out. I would not be surprised at anything at nine. But uh, I'm all, what I'm also thinking is that there is going to be some action in terms of trading up and that may cause the Broncos to trade down.
3: Man, I – so this morning I was in the position of the Broncos trade back and take JOK. I just – I think – I don't know. I'm looking at Teddy Bridgewater. and Remember Mm. I said I wasn't feeling the QB vibes. I'm kind of feeling the QB vibes now. I kind of think that that the Broncos view him as the perfect guy to have in there with their young quarterback who they go out and get. Um, And because – I don't – I just – for some reason, don't think Fields is going to be there. So I'm going to yeah. say that with the ninth pick, the Broncos get Trey Lance. I mm. will jump off the couch. I said I wasn't going to jump <laughs> off the couch. I will jump off the couch at the DNVR bar. Um, and but I are think you that- planning
2: the parade?
3: Yeah, plan the parade. Uh, <laughs> all the things. Um, it's going to be you know a delayed parade, um, but the but the parade plans will be in place. Start at the DNVR bar and uh, work your way down to Civic Center Park through Colfax.
1: Man, what a blast. so win in 2024? 2023?
3: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> where's, oh, where's man, the Super Bowl I, that I love anyway. it. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, Arizona. Wait, the, in the one biggest... of us?
2: Yeah, when it's supposed to be in Las Vegas at some point.
3: Oh, that'd be nice, too. <laughs> we got, we got Los be.
2: Angeles this year. We got phoenix next year and then and then uh 2024 um looks like uh they haven't decided on the host yet
3: okay so vegas (laughs) keep the super bowl in the west i like that uh that plan
2: yeah but maybe new orleans that that'd be awesome
3: Uh, all right. Well, that is super exciting. We got a comment here from Peter says, wait, are all three of you going to be at the bar in the lounge doing a live show? Uh, I will be there with, uh, Andre and Henry. We'll have both of these guys on the show as well. We will be live for the entirety of the draft, um, or at least all of the first round, all of the second round. And then we'll recap it all after the fourth, uh, through seventh rounds finish on day three. Um, but make sure you guys tune in. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have all sorts of incredible content, guests, uh, fun discussions and everything throughout the entire draft. So this was this, tur- this worked out great because we got a bunch of new eyes on us it's to uh, promote the show for tomorrow. Uh, but appreciate you guys for tuning in. I think that's going to wrap it up here for us on this live show.